Hey there guys, welcome back to another episode of Success, Lifestyle and Laughter with myself, Coach Rob Latibodier and Emma Hyman, the Posing Pro. We give you actionable steps in order to supercharge your life, whether it be in your business, sporting world, private life or relationships, you will get all of that in this podcast. We bring you lots of interesting, actionable content and interviews without the BS. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and a bit of fun, this is the place to be. Hi, guys. Hey, hey, hey. How are we doing, guys? Welcome to today's show. <coughs> what welcome, we, welcome. What have we got in store today, Coach Rob? Today, we are going to be talking about thinking differently to change your life. Oh. Yes. Oh, I like this topic. Self-love, negative self-talk, all of that sort of stuff. This is like important stuff. I feel like a lot of people talk negatively to themselves without even realising it. Yes. On a daily basis. Absolutely. And it's a case of what we want to go through today is really about how to love yourself and... um, how to love yourself without losing being who you are as such. Okay. And also, what is self-love? Yeah, because, I was just you know, thinking that. I was thinking, what what is self-love? Yeah, because a lot of people say that, you know, like, what is self-love? And is it this woo-woo bullshit that these sort of people like me talk about all the time? And um, actually, no, it isn't. But there's a part of that in yeah. there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And... Um, what we want to do is have this discussion about self-talk and the huge effects it can have on your whole life. And it really is a huge effect on your whole life. Ultimately, self-talk, your negative self-talk can affect your decisions in life, the things that you decide to do or not to do, um, business decisions, personal life decisions, mm-hmm. big, mm-hmm. big decisions, relationship decisions. And it can affect everything. And um, half of the time... Um, the crap that you're talking about and focusing on, once it has this hold on to you, it will lead you down a path you really don't want to go on. So mm-hmm. it can be very, very destructive. And it's one of the main things that I actually walk, work on with my clients. Um, and it's something that... I feel like it's something that can really spiral out of control. Massively. Like, really, like you said, lead you almost down a rabbit hole. Absolutely. Because once um, once you start talking to yourself negatively like that, I mean, I see it a lot in the studio, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've learned from you, and it's a case of people maybe coming into the studio and going, I'm never going to be sassy on stage. Well, you're telling... Oh, I'm always going to be shit at posing. Tell yourself that and you will be shit at posing. You won't go on stage and present yourself confidently, perfectly. Mm-hmm. And what I usually, for that kind of situation, I usually start to encourage them to start visualising themselves. Yes. Running through it perfectly so the brain starts to only really know that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you taught me. Visualisation mm-hmm. is such a powerful key, but Massively. I know that this goes so much deeper than that. There's so many more layers to it. Absolutely, and and that works really well, especially for sports people and stuff like that, visualisation. A lot of top, top professional sports people use that, visualising them winning, visualising them serving that perfect serve, visualising them taking that 
you know, perfect shot in football mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the free kicks and all that stuff. But um, it can transcend this into your real life as well. And, and all these negative thoughts are not your own. They're, they're made up. They're thoughts that were given to you. We weren't I was going to say it. that. Is it something that is, um, that's given to us from being children? Like if yeah. your mum tells you that you can't do something or, or some, a teacher or someone says you're not pretty enough for that? or Well, it can be and it can be a lot of. Um, different scenarios as mm, to where it initially came from but you know a lot of what we do and what we believe about ourselves and what we're capable of usually is set from the ages of zero to eight years of age or seven wow. years of age um, and a lot more than what we think a lot of the stuff that your behaviors you're acting out now are formulated from when you was at primary school and people wow. don't realize wow. yeah the stuff you've forgotten how about. how do you even begin to unravel that as a, as a coach? Um, I don't spend too much time going backwards. That's more for counsellors and psychotherapists right. okay. and stuff like that. But I need to know that information and mm-hmm. we, we look at that. And once I get that, once I know where it's from, then we start moving forward. And coaching is very, very simple and a few people get it wrong. It's a very simple thing. It's all about taking people really from where they are to where they want to be. And that's it. It's moving them forward, but quicker and faster than mm-hmm. they can do on their own. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everything is stemmed from conditioning. Those negative thoughts they have, they were manifested or put there or conditioned by something else outside of them earlier on in their lives or maybe recently, but it wasn't their own thoughts. You don't just wake up one day and decide to say to yourself, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm not good enough. It's just something you know, that, that yeah. develops. And does it... Just, uh, it gets worse, right? So it can start off maybe not being that negative, but once you, like I said, once you start going down that rabbit hole, it just gets worse and worse. Absolutely. And there's a part in the brain that will, once you say that thing to yourself over and over, I'm not bright enough, I'm no good at maths, I'm no good at this, I'm no good at that, I can never get that job because I'm not good enough. Or Once you do that, it starts to then actually look for resources or things to prove you right. And anything that refutes that thought process, anything that comes along where people say, no, you're great, you can do this, it will push that to one side and reinforce what you was originally thinking. Mm. And that's where we talk about the rabbit hole and spiraling out of control and people getting worse and worse and worse. We have literally had this conversation many, many a times. So but one that really pops back to me when I am... Um, was prepping for my last season. It was at the very, very beginning. And do you remember that I um, I came to you, we were having, we were meeting for a coffee and I sat down and I said to you, you know, um, I don't think I'll get a pro card um, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, there's this other girl and she's really good. I don't think I'll ever beat her. And I'm just going to see and see how it goes. And I remember you literally stopped me and it's like you shook me and you said to me, Emma, if I could slap you in the face right now, I would. You, you were like... Not my normal coaching no, style. No, no, we have a slightly relaxed coaching style. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't usually manhandle a client. Um, but yeah, and you said to me, said, I've literally just caught you just at the cusp before you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And... Until you said it to me, and also, and also, it really does come down to sometimes the people that you had around you. Because I remember a friend at the time, she had almost agreed that with me. She'd agreed it and said, "Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. 
it doesn't matter if you don't get the pro card it's, mm. it's not a big deal and I was like no, no it's not a big deal but I knew inside mm -hmm. I want that effing pro card yeah. I want it and you literally pulled me tiptoes <laughs> head first going down the rabbit hole and you just pulled me right back and you said no you're starting to condition yourself mm -hmm. and your brain is now starting like you just said to create reasons or excuses or mm -hmm. um or anything to make it viable that yeah, you know oh you're not going to get this program. to prove you're right yeah and what it'll do then is so it'll scary. affect of course it is and it'll affect your, your training your training your, you know you don't give a hundred percent you maybe don't work as hard mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's you'll pull back just at the point where it starts to get hard mm. or oh it doesn't matter i've done mm. enough and and that now is working towards maybe that point in your head where you think well if i get third or fifth or yeah. where i'll be all right that's your training level mm. but when you start training like a champion yes. when you're training like a winner it's a different world and it's like i always say to people as well it really does matter what you tell yourself on a daily basis absolutely i am going to dominate today i don't care how tired i am i'm going to get this training done you know i'm going to tick all of the boxes and give it everything a hundred percent yeah You've so, got to you've got to really stop attacking yourself because that shit you're telling yourself just ain't true, mm. okay? And what we do is we manifest this stuff and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and it becomes bigger than what it even mm -hmm. was in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you go down this rabbit hole, as we said. And I did it. I did it for eighteen years. That's why it's something I'm really passionate about. Yes, eighteen. 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 I feel better. I think I only did it for like eight days. <laughs> yeah, that's why I can help you. Um, 18 years of my life. I believe, Who helped you? A, a coach came along and helped me. But, um, you know, for 18 years, I just believed that I was just this kid from the back streets of Leeds and um, that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't be a coach. This was before I even started. And, and um, I just thought people like me from my background, little black kid from the... the the back streets of Leeds, mm. you don't become mindset coaches. Mm. You know, what is a mindset coach? Who does that? You know, and there were no role models back in those days. There was no other black people doing this. And in fact, there wasn't many mindset coaches, period, no, 18 really years ago. No. no. And it was only, as I said, and, and this will be on another story, another <laughs> podcast, but it was only when I um, I got this cassette tape. That's how long ago Cassette. Cassette tape. tape. In my car, put a cassette in, and um, uh, it was Tony Robbins, and he was um, doing this big seminar in front of thousands of people, and it was unleash the power within. I love that, unleash the power within. And I listened to this tape, and it blew my mind, and I wanted to be a coach from that day on. Wow! And I was about in the early twenties then, and. Um, but I never had the belief. I didn't have this self belief. I didn't. I had a lot of negative self talk about where I'd grown up, grew up on an estate, didn't finish, didn't go to uni, um, so I'm not educated to that level. I didn't. It was all bullshit. And um, but I believed it. And once you believe it, there's a part in the brain that will seize onto that. And in your subconscious, your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So whatever you tell it, it sticks with. And I told it I wasn't good enough and um, nobody had listened to me. Nobody would buy anything off me. Why would they? Um, you know, who am I? I'm just this kid from the street. And um, a lot of it's just bullshit. But mm. I believed it and I believed it for 18 years. Didn't how, act on it. Yeah. How do you change your self-belief then? Well, a coach, luckily for me, came along and helped me with that. And he helped 
give me the techniques and the things to do that. So luckily for me, um, that came along at a, probably the last chance saloon after 18 mm. years. If it mm. had been another few years, I probably wouldn't even have bothered. But, um, you know, he came along and um, gave me the techniques and the tools to do it. And quite often, you know, there's a, there's a lot to really unraveling deep-seated limiting beliefs in people and everything. But for those people who have, you, you know, those... Um, how do you overcome neg- the negative thoughts? That's yeah. what I was going to ask. If they've yeah. got negative thoughts and they just come up every now and then, you know, that the, the pop up on a day-to-day basis like we have. I've got a little technique, actually, that, that works really well for that. And what Chad, I do is, tell us. Tell yeah, us the yeah, technique. Well, Let us know. <laughs> Let's do some coaching live. <laughs> well, what I do is, um, if you've got a negative um, thought or mindset about something and, um, you know, what I do, first of all, is I imagine myself like, you literally have got to think about coming outside of your head, like you're up on the ceiling mm-hmm. and you're looking down on your thoughts, on yourself, on your mm-hmm. thoughts. And then what you do is you you look down it and then question the validity of what you're saying. So if at that moment you're thinking, I don't know, oh my God, I've got this interview or I'm, I'm going to be crap, I'm going to be rubbish. Oh my God, I'm going to get tongue-tied and twisted and I'm going to mess it up or whatever it is, whatever the negative limiting belief is. Come out of your mind, you literally close your eyes, you look down, and then you see that thought, see yourself having that thought, and then question it, and tell yourself, this is bullshit, it's not even real. And then what you do is, you look in within, okay, and this is where it gets a bit woo-woo, but trust me on this, you look within, and you almost give that thought or feeling a shape and a colour, right? So it may be um, a really negative thought about yourself. I'm, I'm horrible, I'm ugly, nobody will ever love me. And think about how that's manifesting itself in your stomach, in your chest, whatever. It might be a tightness, it might be a ball, it might be a square, it might be black, it might be red, it might be on fire. But just see what it feels like inside you. And then literally, metaphorically speaking, reach in, take that out and put it in the corner of the room or in the car or wherever you are, throw it out the window, whatever it is, put it in a corner and tell yourself that bullshit ain't real and leave it there to fester, right? And then get up and walk out of that room. Leave it. Leave it. Or if you're in the car, throw it out the window and keep driving. And imagine it getting further and further away from you. Mm -hmm. Just imagine it disappearing, that thought's disappeared. It's not real, it's disappeared. And imagine it, really focus on it disappearing and going away from you and going away from you. And again, this is like a short-term technique, but it works, it's powerful, right? Remember, the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So once you tell it this, you can do that. And then you can take yourself from there to a place of gratitude. So once you've gone out, of the room or driven away in the car or wherever you are, you could even do this in the office. What you do next is you look around for three things that you could be really grateful for if you and open they your be perspective. Really simple things as anything. well, can't they? Like literally a tree. I'm yeah. It could be anything. So simple. Yeah. I've done this before with myself and with other people. And it's like they struggled for three things. I'm like, it can be as simple as I am thankful for the stars in the sky. But do you know why people struggle with these three things? Is quite often is because 
they are not used to doing it. Yeah. And it's like yeah. training and developing a muscle. Yes. It's the same yeah, thing yeah. with your brain. You've mm-hmm. got to practice things mm-hmm. to get good at it. And after mm-hmm. a while, it becomes very, very easy to manifest mm-hmm. these things very quickly. And you literally, I mean, guys, if you're listening to this and you're walking down the street now, I want you to just look at a tree or if you're in a city, I think look as well, at a, sometimes when look you're at a building yeah. or something. And you can be grateful for the technology that we've got to build these fantastic buildings mm. very quickly nowadays or a car that drives by. Yeah. The technology that you can get in the car and be somewhere two, three hundred miles away in a few hours, you know, with this technology. Yeah. And but, I think on the flip side, you can go, you can also then go relative to your own feelings and emotions because yep. I think as well what we were talking about with you know like the self-worth and the self-belief and all of those kinds of things where it's a little bit more internal if you're feeling negative about yourself then three things that you you know you are grateful for about you you yes absolutely. you know and it can be anything it can be it can be about you it can be about your body that you like it can yeah. be about your face think, you like. i think it's just learning to think positively yeah about and things. that's where learning to love yourself yeah. comes in and that's yeah. my version of learning to love yourself mm. and you know it doesn't have to be woo woo bullshit it doesn't have to be you have to go and sit on a rock in the himalayan mountains and hum mantras for seven years to get enlightenment no. it's not about that and no. that's where i think with personal development people get it wrong and yeah. um they think it's this stuff but it's not it's sensible um, for me anyway, my mission is really to make personal development sense, sensible and easy. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it can be easy because the brain, as powerful it is, it's the most powerful computer in the world, but it's also a little bit thick. Yeah. And uh, that's why I call it the dumb cousin, this yeah. part of the brain, the, the dumb cousin, yeah. because it, it's like a family is member. That also, would you, that's that's you. your inner chimp as well. So yeah, it's the same thing. The chimp, it's the same. Yeah. Dumb cousin, inner chimp. Inner chimp, dumb cousin. There's loads of different things that have been talked about of this part of the brain. And, um, you know, it, it really does love you. It's trying to protect you, but it's a little bit thick. And what it does is it gets things wrong and leads you down the wrong path. But fundamentally, it's not the wrong path. It's the path you chose. And a lot of clients say to me, but Rob, I didn't choose this path. And I said, but you did. Because what it does is it follows your most dominant thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if your most dominant thoughts are, I'm not good enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not tall enough, I'm no good, I'm I'm not bright enough, I can't do it. Guess what? That's where it's going to go. And it will find resources and things to prove you right. Mm -hmm. And that's the power of it. It's scary. So scary how powerful it is. Yeah. And it'll take you down a massive rabbit hole and really dig in and prove you right until it becomes such a strong belief that it's very difficult for you to shake it. Yeah. And that's why when you see people and they say these things, you go, what are you on about? You're brilliant. You're, yeah. Or you're beautiful. Yeah. Why do you think you're ugly? I remember like, I've had it's friends crazy. say to me, some of the you someone would look at them and nine out of ten people would say they're beautiful yeah but that person would say to me i hate my nose my teeth are funny i've got a funny smile and i'd be like oh my god no yeah. it's crazy how people can really condition themselves like that absolutely it's absurd and when they do it enough over and over and over it becomes so strong getting out mm. of it can take ages and some mm. clients you know it's very very tough but usually 
over a, a few short weeks, you can usually break it down and get them out of it. And then what I do is actively then get them into a position where they um, immerse themselves around positivity more yeah. often. Yes. Yeah. So listening to podcasts, listen, read books or listen to audio books, um, be around more positive people, put yourself in these more um, positive, uplifting situations. And what it does is it slowly reprograms your mind yeah. and makes you just have more of a positive outlook on life. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately how you got the negative through conditioning. Yeah. So how you get the positive is going the other way and condition yeah. yourself the other way. Absolutely. And, you know, that's where the idea that it's all these mantras and saying these woo-woo things over and over again comes from. But really repetition is part of it, you yeah. know. And if you repeatedly put yourself in the way of positivity and motivation and inspirational people mm -hmm. guess what that's what you're going to become it's mm -hmm. it's not rocket science this mm -hmm. stuff really isn't obviously there's other techniques that i do with, uh, that can amplify this but ultimately yeah that's what it is and the more you do it the more you get out of it and the little technique i've just shared there the more you do that and practice it you get so better so much better at it and so mm -hmm. fast at doing mm -hmm. it after a while a negative thought comes and bang you zap it straight away, yeah. you come out of yourself, you look down, you see the negative thought because awareness is key. Mm -hmm. As soon as you're aware, changes the game. Yeah. Because now you're looking at it and Self-awareness, that's a whole, that's a a whole, whole other topic. podcast. It is. Absolutely. But once you're aware, it's powerful. Yeah, it's so powerful to because, be self-aware. Yeah, being aware of the negativity be, yeah, 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 kills yeah. it quicker. Yes. yeah. Because half of the time we're not aware. We're saying this negative stuff to ourselves and we just don't believe really it. Say you don't it. even know you're doing you it. You don't realise. Yeah. yeah. And the more you get that thing of pulling away mm -hmm. and going with going outside of yourself, um, go to third, I call it. So you look down on yourself and you watch yourself talking about it and you question it and challenge it. What is that? Is that bullshit you're talking about? Yeah. That's not true. Mm. And then the more we challenge it um, and get in there and really dig deep and really look it in the eye and say, that is not true. I mm. can do that. I can, I can, do can that. achieve this. And as well, just touching on that, mm. I remember in one of our very, very early coffee chats, me saying to you one of my biggest fears was to speak openly in public. Yeah. And I know now that that's, that relates back to when I was at school and I used to hate reading aloud. I w and I would mess it up every single time because I just, I kept telling myself, you're not very good at reading aloud in class because you get really nervous and everyone's listening. And then as I, as I got older, that then became, I don't want to speak in public. That mm -hmm. is my absolute worst nightmare. We talked about this a lot. We I have. remember at the time. Yeah. And, uh, now, I even tell some of my clients about you now, and it's like, can't shut you up now. <laughs> you get on Instagram now, and it's like, she's off. She's off, okay. She's off. She's, this one's fine. She's overcome that little negativity. But it really is a case of just, you know... You were talking yourself down. Down, And yeah. then... You face the fear, you tell yourself, I break state, I call it, you know, you mm. you snap them out of it, mm -hmm. and then you've got to attack the fear. Yeah. And once well, you we even went one better than that, because I do not remember, last year I did, um, I spoke on stage. Yes. About a champion mindset, yeah. and I was so, so nervous. Yeah, we did a few we, little... We went through some techniques. Techniques, yeah. And things, and, and I did it. you smashed it. I did you it. You do it, you And that's some, it. and like, I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe that I did that, because it wasn't necessarily talking about posing or business and work, it's... It was a little bit different. It yeah. was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But it just you you can you you can do the things that you think you're not good at. Absolutely, and this is it. And um, this is why I always say to people that 
You live up to the belief in your potential, not your actual potential. Mm. Mm. You know, I'll say okay, that again. Yeah. You live up to the belief in your potential, not your actual potential. And that's all it is. The brain is so powerful and it's capable of so much. And that's why I say to everyone, these limiting beliefs, these negative thoughts that we have, is bullshit. Mm. You can achieve so much more. But... We tell ourselves what we believe we can achieve. Yeah. Once we believe that, that's it. That's the cap. And yeah. we can't go any further. Yeah. And that's why when, when I work with sports people and stuff like that, they have a belief about the limit they think they can get to. And once that's in their head, getting past there is very, very difficult. Mm. The mind will go where you tell it. Yeah. Scarily so. There's, there's some real good nuggets in there. Mm. Positively or negatively, remember, yeah. it will go wherever you tell it. So tell it where you want to go, guys. You guys yeah. out there listening right now, whatever it is you're doing, tell it where you want to go, where you really want to go. And keep telling it, you know, over and over. Until and call yourself out on those real. little negative, yes. on the negative talk. Challenge it you straight away. Don't talk yourself down, talk yourself up. Yes. Elevate up. Challenge it, take it out from within you, yeah. put it in the corner, tell it to do one and leave the room yeah. but physically guys leave the room mm-hmm. it's part of and it and leave it in there the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference it's left it behind you're out the room and when you're out the room focus straight away on three things you're grateful for straight away change the state focus on something you're grateful for it could be the fact that you've got running water in the kitchen simple simple anything and just really really suck in the the gratitude though look at the turn the tap on Look at it, the water coming out and think, wow. Some people don't have we, that. We've got fresh running water at the turn of a tap. Mm-hmm. And you could literally leave that running for an hour and it'd be still, still there. Going. We still, still going. there. That has got to be something to be grateful for, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, not even joking. This is real shit because there's people, millions of people in the world who haven't got that. Mm-hmm. So that's something to be grateful for. And the brain cannot be in a stress state worrying about something and have gratitude at the same time. It's, it just can't do both at once. So that's why if you focus on three things you're grateful for, after taking out that stress from within you and throwing it in the corner and telling it to do one, basically, mm-hmm. and then focus on three things you're grateful for, your mind will reprogram itself and take it to the next. So I feel level. like we should give our three things that we're grateful for to wrap up to wrap up yeah what we're grateful for right now well i'm grateful for running water right now i'm I'm grateful grateful for health oh that's a good one health is always a good one health is everything it is it's always my number one after my car crash that has been the main thing for me i've always realized now because i never spent a day in hospital before that i never had a broken bone before that wow and then you came out that's a whole that's a whole whole new podcast podcast. that's a whole new (laughs) podcast and we'll be sharing that but um, yeah, that, so health is a big one for me health too. Health is a huge one. And um, finally, my third one then, we'll both have health. Uh, my third one that I'm grateful for is this. I will take that as well. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to steal that one from you. That's a good one. So I'm going to have health. Mm-hmm. I am going to have this amazing situation. Yeah. And I'm also going to go with friends. I am grateful for my friends. Awesome. Love that. Love that. Guys, Guys, go and do the same thing. Let's hear your (laughs) gratitude. Tell us what they are. Let us know. Yeah, send us a message or whatever, you know, just... Let us know. Let us know somehow and uh, tell us what three things are you grateful for. 
Hi guys, if you really enjoyed this podcast, please, please leave a positive review. And if there's any topics you want us to cover, drop it in the comments. And if you could share this with your friends, it would really mean so, so much to us. Thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to share the next episode with you. And if you want to know any more about us, you can find us on all social media platforms. Just drop by and say hello.